From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 315. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Blue Apron. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. Hi. I, uh, I'm wondering if you realize something. This will be your last Pen Addict podcast as a single man. Did you realize that? Well, it's kind of yes and no, right? I'm gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna break the fourth wall on this a little bit. So <laughs> this episode that you are hearing right now is the last episode that will be released before my wedding. <laughs> but episode three hundred and sixteen is being recorded in advance. So whilst that technically would be the first mm. episode of the Pan Addict after my wedding, it is actually because of time travel going to be the final episode I record before I'm married, but it comes out mm. after. So yes and no, Brad. I wish we had some ability for me to go baseball nerd on you here because there was this situation in the baseball season this year where there was a, a time warp thing uh, happening very similar to what we're doing here. So it's it's cool. So yeah, but, but we'll just pretend like th- this is the last one. Yeah, before, sure. You know, that's what I'm going to go with. But yeah. yeah, Functionally, it will be the last mm-hmm. one, right? So this show, I'm kind of excited and nervous about because we're going the same topics that we would normally discuss, but in a we've had some very weird things transpire since last episode, right? Yes. <laughs> and I'm anxious to talk about them, not knowing what's going to happen with these topics and how things might roll. So just a little little uh rewind here we did most of the discussion about the lami orange last week when i shared that blog post and we talked about Mm -hmm. it and you know the chat room lost their minds i lost my minds about this orange like this orange exists this orange doesn't exist where can i buy it no one could buy it all this stuff so it was based on this blog post um by the clumsy penman and we'll put this link in in the show notes again probably this week so everyone can refer to it yeah it's back in there right now yeah, listen to last week's episode. But, you know, as big of a fan of orange as I am, you know, I want these things, right? A basic Lamy orange ink. And at the end of the show, and we even went into the post show after this. Which is why you should listen live, because sometimes weird and wonderful things happen. <laughs> yeah, we had some weird weird stuff happen in the post show last week, but I was like, anyone... Send me a link where I can buy this ink and I'll buy it right now. And it turns out a company in the UK had it and Mike ordered it. So my first question before we get into this, Mike, is do we want to link to that store again? Because I'm honestly a little bit concerned about doing that. Why? Because of what it says on the box. Oh, yeah. I mean, so here's what I'll say. We shouldn't link to them. But I found it very easily via Google. Yeah. It didn't take me very long to find that. So yeah. my, I would say that if you are Googling and you're looking in maybe in Google Shopping, I think might have been where I came across it, for a UK mm-hmm. website, uh, you could find it possibly. And we'll get to that in a little bit maybe. Yeah, so... When we were reading this blog post, one of the things that turned up in this in the post was the ink box that these orange cartridges came in was a you know official Lamy Lamy product, Lamy box, and the back of the box said not for sale. Or how, how does it? What are, what was the terminology exactly? 
So a bunch of different languages, and it just says not for sale. So that's in German, mm-hmm. I believe, in English, and in French, uh, mm-hmm. maybe some other... Yeah, because I think in other languages, right, we've got Venta Prohibida, which might be Italian, I don't know. But there's, it says not for sale in these boxes. Right. So we were wondering when we ordered it, one, what are we getting? Are we going to get the Lamy orange cartridges that we saw in this review? Are we going to get the uh, copper orange that was popular a couple years ago? And, you know, are these, is this a real product that's actually going to deliver? And it actually is. <laughs> So Mike put in the order and got a box of Lamy cartridges that say not for sale on the back. So we yep. have the Lamy orange ink cartridges, which Anna in the chat room is was very active in this, too, because she's in France and um, was able to uh, find these. And uh, she was big on uh, big on this on this hunt uh, as well. So I really appreciate that. It's very confusing, though, because everywhere that I've seen them lists these, I think, as Lamy T10 orange. Mm-hmm. But that is also the, seen as the title in listings of Lamy Copper Orange T10. Right. So what is T10? Is that the name of a cartridge? Is it the name of a collar? Do you know? Do we know? Yeah, I don't know. I imagine it's the general product number, product uh, designation for a Lamy ink cartridge, but I could be wrong. Okay. So I have no idea what's going on here, but I have, I have... And I'm using right now a Lamy orange ink. I don't have anything to compare it to. Um, I don't have the copper. But uh, we're being told in the chat room that T10 is the size. But this is a relatively bright orange, kind of, I would say, close-ish to Fuyugaki. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bright orange, which is why we wanted it so bad, why I wanted it so bad, why this became a thing. But I'm a little bit concerned that the shop is actually selling not for sale products. I don't, I mean, like I'll buy them all day long. I just don't want them to get in trouble, which I don't think they will. Like, believe me, I don't think anything will happen, but I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit hesitant. Well, because we have no idea what's going on here. Like, are these old inks? Are these new inks? Like, were these promotional materials? Like we don't, we have no idea what the situation is. Right. And I think we found when we were looking at the Lamy orange, Lamy Safari Orange Limited Edition release. I think it was 2009. So I don't think that these cartridges are that old. It seems like they're newer to me. But I got an interesting email, Mike. Oh, the uh, plot thickens. <laughs> this just happened this morning, so I didn't put it in the show notes. Um, a friend and listener from Heidelberg, Germany, the home of Lamy. So this is all speculation and hearsay, but they have a friend that works there, and Lamy Orange is in production, according to them. So... So That's, you uh, these are samples, maybe? I don't know. Brad, I have, a, I have a story to tell you. Okay. So this is like, you know, typical Mike style. He has a story which just is going to make everyone mad at him. So <laughs> this box arrives, and I was very excited, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try it out, and I didn't have a clean safari, right? <laughs> so I took my petrol safari, right, that, that mm-hmm. had Lamy petrol in it, um, the, the 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 cartridge was. I had no cartridge in it, but that was the last thing that was used. 
and I cleaned it out. Like I ran it under water. I was kind of like I was I was following along with the Brad Dowdy stream, you know, like I watched your <laughs> stream and I was like uh shaking it out, like I used pen flush, I was like putting some water in it and blowing through the other side, right, to kind of extract <laughs> sure. everything. Doing doing my absolute best, right? So I was running it through and everything seemed fine, right? And I and I popped the cartridge in and <laughs> The cartridge turned blue. The cartridge itself, like it's the ink, back so into I, the cartridge, it went back the into the cartridge. Oh lord! <laughs> and ruined the ink. <laughs> that is such a mic thing to do. So I ruined it. It wasn't mm-hmm. like okay. So here's the thing. My expectation is a lot of the times that somebody changes ink, right? Like this is what happens, right? Like the the color kind of changes in the ink that you use in a bit if you're changing color, right? Like because there can be some residual stuff built up in it or whatever. And usually it's not a problem for me because I'll just keep using it through and the colors like it's kind of orange or whatever, right? Like usually yeah, it wouldn't bother me. Usually though, it's the output. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't yeah. know what happened. Maybe when I put this the cartridge not, in, I kind of squeezed it a little bit, right? So like it like sucked it in, right? Um, so I was like, oh god, because the problem is I need to see what the actual color is, right? Right. So I was like, well, what am I, what am I gonna do? So I took it out, ran more water through it, like really like waiting until the water was clear. Put another cartridge in. Happened again. So two. See, Mike, this is what this is what happens with not for sale cartridges. Mike, these are not uh, these are not. Uh, and I have no idea what it is. Like it might just be the way that I put cartridges in Lamy pens because they are trickier to do, right? Like it has a real like you have to apply some real force to it to get the mm-hmm. cartridge to connect. So I was like, screw this. I went on Amazon <laughs> and I bought two things. I bought mm. a, just the Lamy Safari, a white Safari, and an aspirator. Mm. There you go. It's like, this is not <laughs> happening to me again. So this morning, Hilarious. so I've ruined two of these cartridges. So this morning, I, which I feel like just the worst about in the world, I just am so frustrated at myself that this happened. <laughs> but it arrived today, put the cartridge in, and it works. It's orange. There was one other thing that I did, Brad. Hmm. I bought 10 packs of these cartridges. A what? The orange? Yeah. Sweet. Did they arrive or? No, I don't know. That I've I've been told that it's been that it's been dispatched. Nice. So yeah. My thinking I was I was, it was two <laughs> things. Right. One, I feel like I owe you these, and I've ruined two of these cartridges. Right. So <laughs> I just felt really bad about it. So I'm hoping that it arrives so I can give it so I can give some to you. Nice. And the other thought was like. There is a ticking clock on these cartridges, potentially, right? Because right? I don't think they're supposed to be sold. So right. I just decided I would buy a bunch. So I have 10 of them, 10 packs. And it cost me <laughs> 20 pounds. Right. Because they're, yeah, they're, they're paying, that's, it's nothing, like two pounds a box or something. Right. They're dirt cheap. So that's amazing. I, I bought 10 packs of them. It's some kind of, I don't know, like some kind of payment for the, what I've done. I was so annoyed at myself. I, just so annoyed. Let me put a bow on this this topic with this, at least for now, at least until I get the cartridges. This is one of the most asinine topics we've ever covered on this mm-hmm. show. It is so unimportant. 
at the same time. This is why I love us. Then well, I love we, that we do this. We got, this we is got what to we be do. Investigators, right? We love it when there's a puzzle to solve. So but we haven't solved anything. We haven't solved <laughs> absolutely anything. We've just made up a bunch of stuff. Bought some <laughs> not for sale ink cartridges. No, no, no. <laughs> like, this is such. We've cracked this is the like case. The biggest, this is the biggest non-story topic we have ever covered on I a show disagree. that covers completely this non-story topics. This is the most important thing we've ever done. <laughs> We're going to win a, a podcast award for this this investigative uh, story. This is Serial Season 5 here, man. Like, come on. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to my my contact in Heidelberg, and, and we're going to infiltrate the Lamy factory, and yeah. we're going to go through their garbage and see when the uh, Mission Impossible see when the Lamy orange is coming out. Yeah, yeah. So I think we can we can do this. So <laughs> this has been fun. It's not over yet. Um, and if it was any other ink color, we wouldn't care. But, you know, I'm, I'm the orange guy. Mike's a big fan of orange. Mm-hmm. And it's Lamy, and it's a basic color, and we want it. So <laughs> we're going to make this happen one way or the other, right? We're the best and the worst. All right. So now I'm going to pack a Lamy Safari for my trip. Just so I can yep. make it up myself mm-hmm. there. But we'll we'll talk about more what I'm packing in a minute. But the great unanswered question for your upcoming nup- nuptials, Mike, were the notebook that you were going to use for your vows. We've talked about this before. And, you know, you were trying to decide on you, you and Adina were doing handwritten vows and you were choosing notebooks and you hadn't picked out your notebook yet. So have you come to that decision? Yes. All right. Are you are you willing to share with us that decision? Yeah, of course. Um, okay. I decided, like, I was going through things and kind of looking at what I had and tried to feel like I picked the most appropriate. And I've gone with Snowblind. Nice. Because it's white, which mm-hmm. is, like, nice and neutral and obviously fitting of a wedding. But also they have that cool color changing thing where they go blue. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I thought that it, it might, you know, depend. it might look pretty nice. I have no idea if the color will change where we are, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like the fact that it's a, it's a little weird one, and I've never really gotten to use Snowblind. Like, actually, mm. in picking this was the first time that I ever got to stick it out of the window and see the color change. Because mm. when these first arrived, it was like winter in the UK, and it just wouldn't work. Yeah, like I just couldn't get it to do the color change. Um, and as Tony has noted in the chat room, yes, it is something blue, I guess, which mm-hmm. is funny. Um, so yeah, I've gone with Snowblind. Yeah, it's kind of a perfect selection. A couple of people picked that, uh, uh, suggested that. I think Jenny, uh, uh, Three Staples, uh, mm-hmm. suggested that. And I was like, I didn't even consider that, but it's kind of the perfect choice. You know I what? I actually think that it was Jenny that made me think of it. Because I just yeah. realized this wasn't in my initial uh, picks from last week. So this mm-hmm. was Jenny's idea. Thank you, Jenny, for the suggestion. It was a great suggestion. Yeah, in retrospect, it's kind of perfect, I think. Yep. Yep, I think so too. Yeah. So that's only part of the equation right you have to physically write these vowels in yep. there and the whole world wants to know what ink you're using in the vision air lamy <laughs> <Lally> orange <laughs> so so uh no vision air i take nope. it so what pen are, what pen are you going to use to i i've written the in? vowels in already mm-hmm. um i still have my kind of wedding speech to write and i think i'm probably going to use mm-hmm. the same pen um, I feel like this is not a surprise, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I used the Retro 51 that you and Lisa engraved for me. Oh, no way. Yeah. It Sweet. felt perfect. I was looking at my selection of pens on my desk here, 
And I was thinking to myself, one, I need this to be in a bold color so mm. I can clearly read it. Um, and I, I want to make sure that I'm limiting the possibility of bleed and it's got to be clear. Like, I don't want to use one of my stub nibs or something. Like, right. I want it to be nice and clear. Um, and I thought that the ret- a Retro 51 would do that, right? Because I, I have just black ones and it's nice and clear. And then I saw the engraved one there on my desk and I was like, well, this is perfect. So mm. Nice. And that, actually, that, that blue kind of matches with the white there pretty good. So that's probably a good... Uh, good setup mm-hmm. so yeah cool i didn't, even, I I didn't even think about that until you started talking i was like oh i bet he's gonna pick that one yeah cool may we ask what adina has chosen i have no idea <laughs> Y'all she'll use knowing her she'll use one of two th- pens she'll either use a retro 51 or she'll use one of the free clicky pens that comes with field notes she freaking uh, yeah, loves the, those things which big it, classic yeah, yeah it drives me crazy i'm like look at what i, oh, have I like for that you here but they, but like you know, come on, look at what I have for you. Yeah, you can choose sure, anything. sure, sure. But sure. she loves those things. So yeah, yeah, they're a great pen. You know, maybe, uh, maybe yeah, pick something for the wedding. But hey, if she likes it, or yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take away from her exactly. what she enjoys. But I can judge her. <laughs> well, this marriage is off to a wonderful start. Wonderful start. <laughs> All right, tell us where else we can get off to a wonderful start today, Mike. Pen Chalet, they sell all of the stuff that you're looking for. They have all of your favorite brands and all of your favorite products. They sell products from Monteverde, Pelican Lamy Pilot, Namiki Sela, Caveco, and many more. They're an authorized dealer of all of them. And whether you're looking for rollerballs or fountain pens, carrying cases or refills, Pen Chalet have got it all. They always got fantastic prices. They try and give you low prices on high-quality pens wherever they can, and they back everything up with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Pen Chalet offer free shipping on orders of $50 within the United States, but they also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates as well. They have fast and reliable customer service. Pen Chalet want to make sure that they give you the stuff that you need as quickly as possible, and they back everything up. So go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password pen addict for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at all at Pen Chalet. This week's special offer to celebrate Independence Day, July the 4th, which is the day that we're recording. Pen Chalet has an offer that includes something red, something white, and something blue. There is a red Caveco, uh, Caveco Ale Sport, a white Lamy Pico, and a blue Platinum 3776. All great pens, all great prices, just for pen addict listeners. So go to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website to get your grubby mitts on those offers. Our thanks to Pen Chalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. So what's funny, I looked at these pens and I didn't even realize the colors. I said, wow, this is a really Brad-focused uh, <laughs> sale, sale page right here mm-hmm. because I love the Lamy Pico. I have this exact white one. That's my favorite one that I use all the time. I rave about the Platinum 3776, and this Charger is blue, even has a soft, fine nib option on it. And then the AL Sport Red is one of the newer newer colors, which looks fantastic. So yeah, this is a great theme and uh, great pens. Like, I couldn't have, couldn't have picked out better pens myself, so great job, Ron. Um, there is something about July the 4th, which is funny to me, in which I am... Um currently responsible for many of my friends to either be back in London, back to be in London <laughs> or traveling to London on Independence right. Day. It's just something funny to me about that. Right, Welcome right. home, I, everybody. 
Right. I always enjoy the uh, the Queen Elizabeth uh, memes uh, on July the 4th. I get, I get great enjoyment out of those. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. All right. So I am leaving for this trip very soon myself. And the question always arises, what stationery am I, am I going to pack on any trip? Not just this trip, but on any trip I take, it's important for me to take either a little or a lot of the things I like, depending on the trip. So this will be a very active, busy trip for me uh, and my wife. And, you know, aside from attending your wedding, we'll be, you know, being tourists in London and the surrounding areas. So I want to have a kit that's going to travel well and do the things I need when I need them, when, when I need them to perform. So, you know, I don't need like all my fountain pens and big notebooks to, you know, write these big diatribes and journals, but I like pocket stuff, you know, pocket notebooks, pocketable pens, pens that are going to travel well. So I've narrowed this down into one little small kit. And, Mm. uh, the, the biggest question, I pretty much knew what pen and paper I was going to take, Oh, excuse me, what pen and, uh, pen case I was going to take, but I didn't know what notebook I was going to take. And then it hit me. I haven't reviewed my dark star notebook yet. And that's a UK based brand. So that's like the perfect opportunity, opportunity for me to test out this dark star notebook. And they're really nice looking and they've gotten really good reviews. The paper's really good, good quality. So I'm anxious to take that. So that's going to be my pocket notebook of choice for i've never heard of dark star before Mm -hmm. the first time i did hear of them was watching brad's wonderful twitch stream uh (laughs) twitch.tv slash pen addict and of course there is a youtube channel as well and i'll put the links for those in the show notes i'm gonna gonna do everything i can to continually promote this for brad because he won't do it Um, (laughs) and the other thing is i am genuinely getting a lot of enjoyment out of watching brad's uh, stationary focused streams and the accompanying YouTube videos. I watched an entire 90-minute video yesterday on YouTube, <laughs> kind of throughout the day, uh, which was just the, the stream that Brad did where he was showing off some products and talking about the, uh, the was it Dark... Uh, Dark Star. Dark Star well, notebooks. You were referencing them. You were just referencing them. You were also yeah. showing off those other ones with the wonderful wax packaging, which looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll actually talk about the stream a little bit more here on the on the next topic. All right. Um. The pen and pencil I'm bringing, uh, the Crondash fixed pencil, which is one of my favorite items, period, but it's kind of the perfect travel item because I, it's a pencil that has a built-in sharpener and lead protection all built in one. So I love, that's one of my favorite products ever made is the Crondash fixed pencil. It gets so much use by me. And then for a pen, I'm taking a Shone Design pen just because the Fisher Space pen Refill travels very well. It's pressurizing yep. to refill. And I actually like using that pen in the small pocket notebook. So those are two good pocket notebook um, choices, you know, to write it with the, with the fixed pencil and the ballpoint pen. And I found out yesterday I'm apparently bring, bringing two shown design pens because my wife saw me writing with the Lisa Frank one. And she said, ooh, what's that? <laughs> and huh. I said, and then I explained it to her. She's like, well, can I take it on our trip? I'm like, sure. That's, yeah, that's all yours now. So she's taking that one. I'll take one with a little clip because I'm clipping it into the Notco Sepolo, which is kind of the perfect little travel pouch for me. It doesn't hold too much, right? It's going to hold my notebook. I'll carry some note cards in it and I'll carry this pencil and pen in there and the little, and they both have clips. So they sit in there nicely and it fits in my pocket. Like I've carried this little pen envelope case more than I ever thought I would. 
and it's good, you know, like if we're out on the town and I have little receipts and things, you know, I can stick them in there or tickets or whatever, you know, just it holds a little bit more than just the notebook and pen. So that's kind of, uh, that's, that's kind of it. Like everything is going to fit in that case and that case can fit in my pocket. So I'm pretty, pretty content with this setup. So, uh, am I, am I missing anything? Am I, am I going to be lacking? Apparently now I need to bring a Lamy Safari because I, I will bring that, uh, just in case I get an orange ink cartridge. So I'll figure that out next. It's not going to be very difficult for you to buy a Lamy Safari in England. Like, yeah, but I don't need go, to buy a Lamy Safari in England. Okay, I'm just I'm just saying that like if you didn't necessarily want to bring one, or even if True. you forgot to bring one, they're literally everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, one of the questions I got asked a lot about this trip, and this is one of the Ask TPA questions, um, which might be the only Ask TPA in this episode, Mike. Ooh, we saved them all for next week. Mm-hmm. This is from our friend Yevgeny. Aside from the wedding, what are you looking forward to the most about going across the pond? Any golf? If not, why not? Frisbee golf counts. So number one, Frisbee golf does not count. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of my, my, uh, my hippie friends that, you know, Mm -hmm. want to drink beer and get blazed on the Frisbee golf uh, course. And that's great. That's a great event. Uh, that is not golf. I will not be playing golf because I'm most looking forward to spending time with my wife, um, seeing the sights. This is, uh, a side venture for our, our 20th anniversary. So our 20th wedding anniversary was last year. So this is kind of our in conjunction with trip, you know, who get to come to Mike's wedding and then get to spend time, uh, around London. We're going to do the big, we're going to hit the big sites, you know, cause we don't have two weeks to spend. So we're going to do the super touristy stuff, you know, like tower of London. is probably the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Victoria and Albert museum is at the top of my list. Uh, Buckingham palace, you know, just seeing the grounds. I know British, it won't be open while British we're there. Museum. Oh, the British museum. That's the British that's museum the is so great. Cause it's everything that we saw you know, during, <laughs> during our time as having an empire, which is, you know, it's terrible. Some of the stuff probably should be elsewhere, <laughs> but for the time that we have it, you may as well go and enjoy it because the collection at the British Museum is incredible. Like, I think this is still the case, um, but at least it was the last time that I went there and when I kind of as I was growing up as a kid. The first thing you see when you walk in, like in the kind of entrance hall, is the Rosetta Stone. Like, oh, nice. It's just like, we have so much stuff, we can afford to put something like the Rosetta Stone in the (laughs) lobby. So there's a lot of really incredible um, artifacts in the British Museum. Uh, And, you know, I I don't want to get political on it. I don't know the state of everything. Like, please don't hate on me. I just love this museum. Yeah, I I don't know those things either. But um, I'm a big museum guy, so I'll I'll be in the right place. So um, you can assume I'm doing most of, as much touristy stuff as possible since mm-hmm. it'll be our first time over there and we want to, we want to, we want to hit the big stuff. So would you say Brad, the that there is a, you know, a possibility that you might go and look at the Trafalgar Square, London Eye, Tower Bridge. Uh, yeah. I'd say uh, <laughs> those things are highly likely. This is a, an in-joke right now for me and Brad, which mm. you have to wait about six <laughs> weeks to understand. But when when you when you know, you can come back here and you can find it funny as well. I mean, those are all. I mean, they're all right next to each other, so it should be easy, right? Apparently, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> we're the worst. We are terrible. All right, so let's get unterrible and uh, talk about my Twitch stream, Mike. I did a mm. thing. Mm-hmm. on Twitch where I inked up the new G Herbal 
Cornaline d'Egypte, um, the orange sparkle yep. ink. Yep. And, you know, I'm not the hugest ink sparkly fan, right? Um, but this one's orange and has silver sparkles in it. So I, those are kind of two things that if I was going to make like a, a sparkly ink that I would use, that's kind of the setup that I would, I would think would be something I like. So I said, well, if I'm going to ink this up and use it, let's put it on the stream and see how silly we can get with ink and sparkles. And it was kind of fun to just talk, ink up a pen live on the stream. Like, you know, I made everyone, you know, I, everyone's eyes, you know, uh, go a little bit crazy as I adjusted the camera so you could see me inking these things up. But I'm pleased you did that, by the way. It came out better than I thought. Yeah, you did the um, right thing. I was a little bit now. worried about it. Yeah, so it, it kind of needed it. And uh, I tried that ink on various different papers, and I kind of like the ink. It is way more heavily particled than I thought I would than I thought it would be. Like when you look at the ink bottle, you can see all the sediment in there. You know, like when it settles and you shake it up. And I was wondering by the time I shook it up, set the bottle down, opened it up, got the Twisby Eco that I used to fill it with, you know, am I going to get any sparkles left in the ink or did they all sink back to the bottom? And I got a ton. Like it is super sparkly. And one, the thing that surprised me most, even though I used a 1.1 millimeter stub nib, which is wide because, you know, I want to see the effects of the ink on the page. I was surprised at how just how wet this ink was. There was like no flow issues whatsoever. It, it flowed really nice. There was a good, um, I guess, uh, output of the sparkles, right? Like it was consistent. Like it was, there weren't lines with like that were just orange. Then there weren't lines with like all sparkles. It was very consistent throughout the ink. So I was very pleased, not with just the color, but the performance of the ink surprised me more than anything. That said, it still makes me a nervous wreck. Like even just sitting down the pen filled with that ink while I was talking about other products for, you know, set that pen to the side for 10 or 15 minutes then pick it back up and seeing all that stuff sitting in the feed, like yeah. my feed turned yeah. silver. I'm like, wow, that's going to bug me. <laughs> like, but it's apparently no problem right now. It hasn't posed, it hasn't posed a problem. I'm going to leave this, I'm going to leave it inked up while I'm out of town and see how it performs when I come back, just so I can, you know, kind of get past that myself, you know, to see, is this an issue or is it not an issue? So, you know, I, I see why these inks are popular and it actually makes me want to use more of them, Mike, which I'm surprised to say. Interesting. Okay. That wasn't where mm -hmm. I was expecting you to go. I mean, I still feel like I am not out of the woods with my kind of concern. And and I know that it's like, it's not founded, right? Because people have no problems mm. with it, but right. I just really work. Like the way I treat my pens, I, I don't treat them like precious artifacts. And mm -hmm. I just get concerned that I'm going to forget about something and it's going to ruin something. Right, right. So, you know, that's why I chose the Eco T. You know, it's a good pen that I enjoy writing yep. with, but it's also not going to be um a huge loss if something happens to it but you know we keep we keep saying these things like you and i are very nervous about that and people will just yell at us and say it never it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen so i believe them and i'm keen to uh, try about this to find it for myself specific ink because i feel like i would want to use it um and then if i you know and then if i liked it i would probably do exactly what you've done to be honest which is to get something like a twist well, maybe even a twisby go if that ever appears that was right, popping up right. all over the place in the week um like i keep seeing that video everywhere it's because they 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 actually sent out the official 
mail to the retailers. Uh, one of them sent it to me that, you know, they're coming in August. Oh, it's coming in August? Okay, cool. So, you know, maybe something like that I would grab and, you know, could, could ink it up because I like the nibs fine, you know, and, and I could yep. get something like a 1.1 or a 1.5 and really kind of get the most out of it. So maybe, we'll see. I want to try it out. Oh, I've just seen the on Twisby page, eighteen ninety nine. Yeah, no, it was right where we thought it would be. That's you know, that twenty dollars. Mega competitive. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. I'm really pleased that that's where they're pricing. Yeah, wow, nineteen dollars for a piston yeah. filling fountain pen. That's where it had to be, right? I mean, oh, there was, you couldn't do it any choice. other way. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is what we're saying on the show. You can't sell a thing like that for more than $20, right? Like, I think right. that we we nailed it, right? And I think you right. can see it in the price point that they've picked, which is eighteen ninety nine, right? They're making sure right. that they're staying underneath 20 Um, I made the right decision, and I'm really pleased to see that. But, I mean, yeah, could I see myself buying a pen just like that one? So I have, I mean, it's exactly kind of what I was talking about last time, right? Where this feels like a good ink testing pen to me, just in general. Exactly. The aesthetic of it, everything kind of just looks like, it kind of looks like something you'd find in a science lab, right? Like it just, it has that kind (laughs) of feel to me. Um, So I would, I'm totally going to get myself one of these and maybe I'll pair it with some sparkles, who knows? Yep. So I just real quick before we we take another another break. I I didn't have the eco out that I filled up with this uh, Coraline Dijipte. Um, while we were, I was talking about it at first, so I just pulled it out of the pen case while you were talking, and it just writes up immediately, like zero issue. Sure. I mean, it's only been a, it's only been a day, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Also, you know, I I do genuinely believe at this point that the large manufacturers like Jayobon they have they have refined the way that they make these inks to ensure mm-hmm. that they're not going to destroy anything that they touch. Right. Right. I feel like this was more of a concern when these inks first started to appear than it is now. Yep. Agree. Yeah. I think they've got it down. I'm just really impressed with the ink flow. That was my biggest concern. And man, it just, it's, it's wonderful to write with. All right. Well, this is going to go on my Sunday list then, I guess. All right. Okay. So do you want to take a break? Yeah. Let's do that real quick. All right, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Apron. Skip meal planning and get straight to cooking with Blue Apron, and you can enjoy delicious meals that are great on the grill, like honey chipotle glazed chicken with poblano and lime rice. Add smoky depth to your dinner while enjoying the warm weather and getting those perfect grill marks. Blue Apron delivers fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door. Every meal can be cooked in under 45 minutes and they offer 12 new recipes every single week that you can choose from. You can pick whatever best fits your schedule over two, three, or four recipes to be sent to your door. And you can count on Blue Apron to offer you the best ingredients and meat with no added hormones. The Blue Apron menu changes every single week based on what's in season. Right now, you can tuck into something like sweet chili beef and vegetable stir-fry, or Chrissy Teigen's chipotle lime chicken fajitas with sautéed mushrooms and sweet peppers, or maybe even barbecue vegetable flatbread with Swiss cheese. One of the great things that you are going to get from cooking with Blue Apron is the fact that you're going to learn how to cook. Trust me on this. You're going to get these recipes. Everything's broken down in such a nice way. If you do this a couple of times a week, your skills are going to increase. And, and that is such a great thing i take such joy out of the fact that i cook now i love to cook and this is because i've been taught to do it and this is what blue apron can teach you to do so i really really recommend it even just for that not let alone the fact that you're going to get fantastic food you're also going to learn some really valuable skills as well 
With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see the power of what food can do. Check out this week's menu and get three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash penaddict. That is blueapron.com slash penaddict to get your first three meals free with free shipping. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, so the Cornaline d'Egypte was not the only product, as you can hear me, <laughs> clicking in the background here. Sorry, I'm making extra noise today. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I just got oh, I just got the scolded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I talked about the Cosmos Fountain Pen, which was a Kickstarter campaign that just ended a day or two ago, and I didn't get mine early enough to put up a review before the campaign ended like i just got mine thursday you know this might open be until this weekend the most follow-up-y episode we've ever done where like <laughs> we spoke about a bunch of things and now we have a lot more detail about all of those things yeah it's very interesting yeah it's uh that's why i was actually very excited to write this episode up because we were going to talk about all these things that we alluded to previously mm-hmm. in in more detail so you know i Stillform, who makes these pens, German company, um, has made pens in the past. They've done Kickstarter projects in the past, and they got in touch with me late in the campaign. And I said, you know, you can send me whatever you want, but I can't get it reviewed before your campaign ends. So I thought I'd put it up on the stream just uh, if, if case people were wondering. But by then, I think it was already over with. But they did 200, like mid 200,000s on this campaign. 260,000 euro. Whoa, wow. Yeah, so... Hugely successful, really good looking pen. I really, really enjoy this pen, Mike. It from the moment I saw it, it looked like a pen type B to me. And mm-hmm. you know, I compared them on the stream. They're very much similar in shape and size. It's, this one's a lot lighter. It's aluminum. It's an aluminum barrel, but the shape and size and feel of it is good. It's kind of got a long section, so your fingers don't get in the way of either the end of the grip or the the cap seam. Um, you know where you where you cap it, and uh, it, it's very comfortable to write with. The magnet mm-hmm. goes on very strongly, and it lines up every time with the flat sides of the barrel. So it's kind of got some anti-roll flat sides of the barrel on opposing sides, and the magnet is designed to line those up every time. I know that's a big thing for us fountain pen fans. We're very particular about those types of things. I just have to say, overall, I very much like it. I probably would have backed it if I if I thought about it and had time, but I didn't. I didn't notice in the campaign, they sent me like this midnight blue color. I don't know if that's in there. I'm assuming it is, but it is really pretty. It's a better color than the Ixion in blue. Did you get that Ixion in blue? Was you yours that color? Yep. This, this color is better, and I like that Ixion color. This one's a little bit darker. And um, overall, nice pen. It does use Bach nibs, and mine does not have a good Bach nib in it. It's got a baby's bottom on it, so it's writing very inconsistently right now. So your mileage will definitely vary on the nibs uh, that you get, and that's just kind of a thing, unfortunately. You know, if you're a new user, you could get a bum nib and be disappointed with it. I could see that happening, but um, for experienced fountain pen users, you know, you can. There's ways to get around that. You know swap in a, another good nib that you have you know you can work on this nib a little bit but it just it stinks that that box qc has has um risen to the top of the discussion points when it's really nothing against the cosmos pen at all it's just the 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 nib selection you know a lot of companies are kind of you know stuck if you will for the nib nib choices that they have and this is probably one of the better choices that they have and uh just sometimes you get a bum one and this my my nib is not very good but that doesn't take away the design of the pen to me 
but uh, I'm also someone who is flexible with that type of thing. So I think you would like this pen actually, Mike. So this seems like a kind of a Mikey pen. So we'll see, but not as much Mike <laughs> as the next pen. So this was another reason why I was excited to talk about <laughs> this show. And, and also I'm concerned about talking about this on the show because as we are prone to do, as you alluded to earlier, sometimes we don't have every ounce of information right up front, but we do tend to find it. And what happened last week in the post show, when we were talking about the Lamy orange ink, our good friend Stacy sent us a link. Because Mike was talking about sailor pens, and we always talk about sailor limited edition pens. She sent us a link to a company called Pen Sachi. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes for you to see. And this is essentially, I think the best way to phrase this, Mike, is this is a middleman site. Is that fair? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I so think this to is... the point where sometimes it seems they're actually like getting up, going out, and buying it and sending it to you. Right. So I'm putting in this in the show notes with pause. Right, because I don't have full knowledge of their operations, I can kind of make some assumptions. Um, I know Stacy's had good luck with them so far. I know other people have had good luck with them so far. I know you had a little bit of a different experience. You didn't necessarily have bad luck, but no. you had what I think is expected. So tell us about your experience in so, trying to order a limited edition pen yeah. from Pensachi. I was digging around on their website and I came across a purple pro gear, which made my brain kind of explode because it's one of the most beautiful pens I've ever laid my, my blue eyes upon. And uh, I ordered it on their website, went through, chose my nib, paid for it, paid for it via PayPal, which I super recommend you do if you're going to go to companies like this because you get the additional protections that PayPal will provide. Right, like that, I really, really, really would recommend that you consider that. Not just buy it via a credit card. I, I genuinely believe that you probably will have more protection with buying it through someone like PayPal. Um, and they took my payment, and then like maybe a day or two later, they got they emailed me and they were like, "We're really sorry, but this is sold out. Like we don't have any. We we can't do anything." Um, my expectation is like they put some of these things up there and then they try and buy them. And if they can buy them, they buy them. If they don't, then they're sold out. And it's now listed as sold out on the website. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like, what we, you know, we have these other two pens that you suffer two pro gears that are available right now that are the same price. Uh, we have these. Are you interested in either of these? And I was like, no, not really. Like they're not the colors that I want. And I said, can you refund me? And they're like, yep, no problem. Immediate refund. So good, you know, like, uh, and, and it took a couple of days to process because that's just whatever, like it takes time to process. But to be honest, I was super pleased with the way it all went. Like I was frustrated they didn't have it, but you know, I could kind of understand it because like I can see how their business works, right? Like they're not actually mm -hmm. holding stock. They're just, they know that there's pens they can get their hands on. So they're doing that. That would be the way that I expect it's going to work. But if you're going to do it that way and it doesn't work, you want that customer service there where they can just refund yeah. you. I mean, ideally, I would like them to not charge me until they know they've got the thing. But right. either way, you know, I, I was I was relatively happy with the experience. And I'm keeping my eye on this website because I would like to <laughs> really buy one of these pens. And it feels like a good way to maybe try and get my hands on something a little bit more limited and like... Looking through their catalog of pro gears of what's listed as sold out, you know, stuff that they sold in the past, there's a lot of pens I really want in there. 
Yeah, so we bring this up to hopefully educate the listener. You know, if they're looking for this type of thing, this is the type of site you can use, but you need to understand what this type of site is doing. They're not, they may have a limited stock of these. They may not. They may have to get them after you order them. This reminds me of in Geeka in their hair in their heyday where you would order a limited edition pen. They would see if they could get it. And sometimes they couldn't, sometimes they couldn't. It's just like the risk you take, but you know, you're you know, you were never, you know, out any money or anything like that. But um if this site works and becomes, you know, a bigger a bigger deal, I could see it being, you know, a very valid way to get some of these products that are hard to get without going through um, you know, the white rabbit, like the, uh, like the shopping sites, you know, that will go and buy something for you in Japan and then ship it to you. So, you know, I, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. It's definitely something you need to understand what you're doing when you're making a purchase in here, what you're committing to, which, which you're committing to maybe not getting that pen. Um, but I'm glad your experience was good. I know, um, Stacy has received a couple of pens from them just fine. Right. And, um, if they uh if they stay on top of these things, yeah, this is going to be bookmarked and uh, might cost me some money, <laughs> money down the line. Yeah, so like I think I can kind of see what's going on because like one of the pens that I was just looking at is no longer listed. I think what they do mm-hmm. is every time somebody makes a purchase, it gets listed mm-hmm. as sold out. They see if they can then make the purchase. If they can, they complete it and they put it back up again if there's possible. Yep. That's that's how I reckon they're doing this. Which again, like yep. I do not fault that way of the way that they're working if it works no um it's it's an arbitrage system for mm -hmm. us and the rest of the world that want these products and they can make their money on their end and we can get the products that we want at a reasonable price which reminds me um i'm on the lookout for a company that i can send things to in america and they will post them to me I would yeah. love recommendations. So send me tweets with recommendations if you know of any companies that can do this kind of thing. There are, because I know um, some of our customers at Knock use them. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we'll, uh, I know someone we can email when we're done, who you know very well. Great. Who, yeah. who uses one of these services that you, you it's a shipping forwarder. Yeah, so this is what so I'm looking for. S- and I know they exist, but I want personal recommendations like recommendations from listeners, right? Like yeah. people that have used these things a bunch of times and they know they're good. So, yeah. So we send them to, um, there's a place in New York and then a place in Portland, depending on which side of the country we're going. Oh, okay, cool. All so, right. Well, yep. let me know. Yep. But that yeah, I still want to hear from people though, if they have sure. recommendations. Sure, sure, sure. All right. So I'm saving my money for Pensachi because I'm not going to be buying the 2018 pilot vanishing point limited edition. This pen is called Crossed Lines, and what did you think when you saw this, Mike? So this is a link on Reddit, but this link came from Hamilton Pen Company, which is a British uh, fountain pen retailer. So this was an email from them to their mailing list showing the new Pilot uh, 2018 Limited Edition Pilot Has anyone Catholic. found it anywhere? Like, can it be found? I looked, I looked on Hamilton's website, and it wasn't listed yet. But, I mean, I don't have any reason to think this is not true. I mean, if it came from an official source, a a pilot retailer from their email list, I don't have a problem discussing it. So I mean, there, there is a risk we could be wrong. I, I'd, I'd say this is probably a high certainty of existing. So, like, this is a, seems like a super 
strange pen to photograph and I feel like could be photographed way better. I'm assuming this is an official press, like an official product shot, but it's a pen that has a bunch of vertical and horizontal lines on it. But there is a line from a light from the photos that also goes down it. So, well, is that a line that's on the pen? Like, it's not good photography. And also, it's just not a good-looking pen, especially because why don't the lines line up? I mean, I, I don't know what to say other than, you know, you're you're preaching to the choir here. I, I You know, it's fine. It's a perfectly fine pen. It will do well. Their limited edition vanishing points always do well. But it's just super boring super it doesn't make any sense like they really did such a good job these last few years with the crimson sunrise and the twilight and all these gradient colors and super pretty wild stuff and this is just looks like us your basic stock vanishing point you know that i don't know it's fine i have no interest in it i don't get it it's like the burberry plaid kind of model you know it's just got these lines in it and it'd be nice of like okay can the lines be metal inlays you know do something special it's like your 100th year anniversary pilot give us something man i I don't know what's going on here right but this isn't the 100th anniversary pen though right so it's not but it's still their 100th anniversary year yeah i mean it's definitely not anything related to their 100th anniversary but it's just it's a letdown you know and I don't sure. buy all these. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even buy like the super pretty ones I was just talking about. You know, I don't need any more of these. But this is just like not even on the on the radar. I don't get it. So I would say that like I feel that I don't know. I'm trying to be hopeful here, right? That they didn't want to make it too special because they have room special <laughs> pens coming still. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Hey, I'll, we'll go with that. Like, I would like. I hope we get some kind of fancy vanishing point for the for the hundredth anniversary. But who knows? Who knows what they're gonna do? So anyway, I wanted to share that because we just got that. Uh, I got that in a in a Twitch chat uh, this week, Mike. So hmm. Twitch has been useful for uh, product information as well. And when hmm. I saw that, it was just you know the the resounding meh. Yeah. So. And that's a wrap on this episode, Mike. It was definitely not a resounding meh episode. This was a fun episode. I enjoyed talking about silly things like Lamy orange inks and sparkle inks and Cosmos fountain pens and Japanese pens and vanishing points. This was a very pen-addict-y, pen-addict episode, Mike. Most definitely. And if you want to find the links to everything we've discussed today, you can head on over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 315, or you should check in your podcast player of choice. Hopefully the links will be right there if you need them. You can find Brad online. He is over at penaddict.com. He's dowdyism on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram. But you want to go to twitch.tv slash penaddict where you can uh, follow Brad, you can subscribe to Brad, um, and check out what he's doing over on Twitch, which is a lot of fun. Um, I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.